My name's Paul Murphy and over the last two decades, one thing has constantly intrigued me. How do we get a consistent flow of targeted traffic to generate incredible profits and at the same time set up processes and systems that remove all the stresses and headaches that come with online marketing? Together, we will discover the unknown strategies that exist right now on how to set up powerful marketing systems that allow us to turn our businesses around fast and give us the power to not live life on someone else's terms that we never signed up for in the first place, but have the lives we always dreamed of. Traffic's the question, and this podcast will give you the solutions. Now, on with today's episode. Hey there, how's it going? So today what I want to talk about is something um, that's kind of a a way of looking at how to sort of approach business and how to approach your marketing. And this is something that happened to me. And I want to kind of dig deep into this because I think this will really help some of you guys when you're trying to sort of launch or you're trying to sort of get off the ground. Now, when I started my first business, I I actually knew I wanted to start a business a lot younger. And there was a couple of things holding me back. So I didn't start my first business till 2002, even though that sounds like forever ago. But I was just approaching 30, right? So I had always wanted to start my own business from the age of 18. And the two biggest mindset blockers that I had holding me back was one, I didn't have the confidence, right? So that was something I had to build over a bit of time because nobody was doing it back then, like especially in my circle or my network of friends. People weren't just quitting their jobs and starting businesses most people would just work right and the other thing is is that I um I believed that you needed some money to start a business I can remember like one of the things that I did was I went to I was going to try and start an insurance brokers because I that was what I knew I was working for um, an insurance brokerage called Swinton's in the UK and we used to basically deal with home and motor insurance and people come in and get quotes and I thought, well, uh, at the time I was trying to become a manager, but I was doing everything wrong, right? I was like, you know, having days off sick and I was turning up late. I was moaning about everything and all the things that would would not get me promoted, even though um, I had quite a good knowledge of the systems and everything. And that's kind of what I thought would get me promoted. But it was more than that, right? And I was quite young. So I was kind of didn't, you know, I hadn't quite grasped certain things. But um, but yeah, anyway, I, I had this... Um, I had this mindset and I wanted to um, to start a business. So I, I was kind of like, right, what should I do? So the first thing I did actually was starting a business was I would like run some discos, like moonlighting, right? So I'd go and do discos at the weekends. And that kind of gave me a bit of extra money. And I also would rent out rooms in my house because when me and my girlfriend split up, I had we bought a three-bedroom house, which was actually off my mum. And that was back in the days when you could buy a three-bedroom house for nothing, right? <laughs> you know, like next to nothing. But it was um, my childhood home that I grew up in. My mum had bought it off the council and then I bought it off my mum. So, and then when me and my girlfriend broke up, I didn't, I couldn't afford to pay her out because obviously she, uh, uh, we were really low paid jobs. Um, But obviously I took on the house, so I had to rent out the rooms so I could pay the mortgage. So I was doing quite well in in that sense. And it was kind of giving me ideas to start a business. And I was like, okay, I want to do this. So I can remember a friend of mine um, and I who worked in the insurance brokers, his name was Aid, Adrian. We went up to see somebody in um, in one of the uh, franchise offices because Swinton's, the one we worked in, was run, run by the company, but they also had franchise offices, so they were owned privately. 
but ran under the Swinton brand. And uh, we went and we knew what somebody, um, uh, I can't remember his name now, and we went up to see him and he, he sort of ha- happily sat down with us for a couple of hours and explained what we'd need. And it, it turned out we'd need about 40,000, pounds to start this. And w- we had no way of getting anywhere near that sort of money without investment. And we didn't even know like who would invest or how to go about that or whatever. And then we pretty much forgot about it pretty quickly, right? That was kind of over and done with. And and the years flew by and I was just kind of thinking I need to get some money. And then eventually when the house prices went up a bit, I was able to sell my house. Um, and at the time, my mum had actually, because when I, when I bought it off my mum, she had a really low mortgage. So we were able to do a deal with mum where she would own 50% of the house and myself and Joe, my partner who bought it with me, would own the other 50%. It was slightly... It was like, I think, 56, 44%, something like that, right? And so when I sold it, mum got kind of a big chunk of money, but I didn't get that much. I got about £7,000. And I can remember like this £7,000 thinking, right, now's my opportunity to start a business, right? Before that, I didn't believe it was possible at all to start a business with, without having a bit of money. And obviously, now I've been doing business for quite a few years, and I've been you know kind of understanding a lot more about business I understand now how it works and money is actually just something that you put in as a barrier to yourself right you don't actually need a single penny especially with what we've got access to right now like for instance you know just one example is like affiliate marketing you don't need a product and we've got access to um, free um, social media YouTube specifically the magic funnel is what we're teaching at the moment right and going really deep on because with the magic funnel you can get evergreen traffic to your products and services right so you know if you use that for an affiliate product then obviously you don't need anything you don't need a single penny and in fact if you've got a full-time job or you're doing something you can work from home but again people still have that mindset right people still believe that you don't need to to do that and you know, that was so I want to talk about like this scarcity mindset and kind of if it, and I obviously want to challenge you as well a little bit, like th- ask you, like, are there barriers stopping you from taking action? You know, there's all sorts of barriers out there. But, you know, if you're honest with yourself, I, I learned this from Tony Robbins, right? Being totally honest with yourself can be a bit painful, but it's freeing because then you're able to kind of adjust and move forward. But sometimes we lie to ourselves. Sometimes we don't kind of, you know, we tell the, we don't tell the truth. And I did this for years. And I'm much, much more like honest with myself and much more authentic now because I, I understand that it's the only way I'm ever going to move forward. And again, that's taken me years to learn that sort of thing, right? Um, but, but basically, you know, I, and I, I can remember reading this book um, from Richard Branson about protecting the downside. And he basically will go into any business and he will, like, again, this is kind of like him protecting his assets, right? And he's got, I don't know, however, how many hundreds of countries companies now um, under the Virgin brand but the way he's able to grow that and get to the level and become a billionaire is by protecting the downside and what he does is that he always thinks of a way to um, so that he doesn't have any risk right or minimal risk right and an example of this is when he was going to go and um, start an airline right he was stuck at an airport and he chartered a plane to get him and his wife home and he filled up all the seats because there was people stranded at the airport. 
And by doing that, he sparked his imagination. He was like, right, I'm going to start this airline. And of course, at the time, he had a record company. It was worth about 30 million. This was in, I think, 1986. Um, but to start an airline, he would have to buy a uh, a, a, a um, Boeing 747 passenger airline, which would cost him 30 million, right? So for him to be able to buy it or, you know, basically secure it against the record company, he would have to risk everything. Right. And obviously, when he was doing this, he was like, right, well, I need to protect the downside. You know, I've got to protect the downside. Whatever happens, you know, I can't risk losing everything. Right. So the way he did it was he literally got a directory, phoned everybody at Boeing. And then one person eventually agreed to hire him a plane for 12 months. So completely minimized his risk. He didn't have to bet the farm. And then at the end of that time, obviously, he could hand the plane back. So I wanted to share that story because that's one of those stories where I think, it really kind of sinks home, right? You kind of think, oh my God, yeah, that's, you know. And um, to be honest, when I read that story, this was around 2011, I was on a skiing holiday. I realized this is what I'd been doing because when I started my business with my 7,000 pounds, I literally burnt through that. Like within a year, I can remember like getting the office. I had this office, it was up three flights of stairs. It was on the corner of Colchester High Street. It was a super cheap office. It didn't even have a window, right? So it was kind of this dark, weird office and it had... Um, and it was quite small. I could just about get two desks in there. And um, and I can remember like going up these flights of stairs and then, you know, the first thing you needed was a phone system because nowadays, obviously, we all just work off the internet, but you needed a phone system. So, um, and to, for, to get one installed in an office, British Telecom was the, pretty much the only company at the time that did this, you had to have a business phone and that was expensive, right? You couldn't just have a domestic, like a domestic phone would cost you next to nothing, but a business phone would cost you a fortune. So I had to have that installed. And then I had to have internet installed and that was expensive because I don't even think they had internet in that office then because it was early, you know, it's in early in 2000s, not everybody was using it. So that was expensive. And then, and then I got, I got tucked up, you know, like lots of, things were coming at me and I was kind of not sure what to invest in what to do and I was spending money on things that I didn't really know what I was doing and literally within three months I'd burnt through the whole lot and I hadn't made a single penny right and I also hadn't got a proper business because I was trying things out I tried to do wedding planning and that didn't work and then I was kind of like what do I do now and I had this traffic and then I realized that by having traffic I probably had um I probably had something that was valuable, right? So what I did was I reached out to, um, basically what was happening was we would rank it on the um, web, uh, rank it on the search engines on Google. And I actually discovered how to do this by accident as well. But it just so happened that there's a, a chap in the office next to me knew a trick how, on how to rank on Google. And he showed me this trick. And um, it was very primitive in today's methods, but I did this trick and it my website not only ranked, um, but it ranked all over the world because they didn't have a local thing going on at the moment. And so it was ranking for keywords all over the world. Uh, it, took, it took a while, but it took I think it took about three months. But then it, then it, when it was ranking, I realized I was getting all this traffic. And we had this little tracker thing on the website. And I could see I was getting 10,000 hits a day all over the world making no money, right? And it was like, what on earth do I do here? But what I did was I reached out to some companies and this company in Arizona basically let me send them the traffic, all done on an honesty basis, by the way, right? Like like there was no tracking, nothing for us to know whether it was working. 
And I was just lucky that they were honest. You know, they basically paid me. Um, that somebody um, bought a wedding package. Um, and what they would do is they'd pick up the phone and they would say, where did you hear from us? And whoever they'd heard from it would then get the commission, right? And so that was really good because obviously, and it was in their interest, to be honest with me, I suppose, because it meant that I would keep sending them the traffic. But but yeah, I had no idea whether it would work, but I got £3,000 out of that, right? And I remember thinking, none of the money or none of the things that I've done really have, have got me this far. I suppose getting the office and being next to that guy in the office was a, was yeah was part of that right and I wouldn't have known how to rank but you know all of the money that I'd spent on all the other things like the phone systems and all these other things you know if I'd have just worked from home in my bedroom I could have achieved most of that right and I would have been able to um, run a business without spending any money like just wherever I was living just plug in an internet and and get that done and it was then when I got my first realization I was like oh my god I'm making money here and I'm not really spending anything I'm not spending money on ads. I'm not spending money on anything. It's, it is possible. And that was the first time in my life I realized you don't actually need money to start a business, right? So the scarcity mindset that I'd had was, was obviously blown out of the water just by, by that one thing. And from there on in, you know, when I then read about Russell, uh, Russell, um, not sorry, Russell Brunson, <laughs> Richard, Richard, um, Richard, um, Oh, what's his name? I, I want to say Richard Brunson. It's not Richard Brunson, is it? It's Richard Branson. That's it. <laughs> I quite had a, a moment there where I just couldn't think of his name. Richard Branson. Um, but, but obviously, when I had that thing with Richard Branson, um, when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I've been doing, right? That's kind of the weird thing. Another thing as well, you know, like working on a, you know, having a laptop lifestyle, living where you want. That was another thing I didn't realise you could do. And I read the four-hour work week from Tim Ferriss a few years ago and realised that I'd been doing that in the noughties, you know. And it was kind of like I smiled and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I was doing that. I was actually doing that because I, once I'd, you know, been living down in Colchester for all these years and I realised that I could literally up sticks and move. And by the way, when I moved, I didn't get an office. Um, um, I did when I moved to Brighton because I wanted an office and I could afford one at that stage. But when I moved down to Newquay from Colchester, which was the first place that I moved away from home, I just worked out of my bedroom, right, for the whole year. And, and it was absolutely fine. Um, and another thing, you know, another couple of things as well where sometimes scarcity has paid off, right? I just want to kind of highlight this because I think it's an interesting story. So when Steven Spielberg made Jaws, right, when he was kind of um, trying to make a name for himself in Hollywood, he'd made a, a film called Jewel, which if you watch it, actually, it's a bit like Jaws, but with trucks. So it's like a, one truck's chasing another. Um, and it's actually a really good film. But he, he had to kind of make his film that was going to make a mark, right? And Jaws was the film that did that, and it did it really well. But they had some massive problems, but they also had massive budget problems, right? Because they didn't have a lot of money. And one of the things that they had was this mechanical shark, right? And because they were filming a lot of the scenes in salt water in the sea, this thing didn't work, right? And it was basically like out of action most of the time. And obviously that's to pay the actors, pay everyone. So they had to kind of come up with a way to make this shark work. And what happened was he hired John Williams, who does most of the um, compositions for all of the big films in Hollywood, right? Especially during the 80s. And John Williams said, look, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a shark and I'll get you a shark with just two notes, you know, the dun and dun and that was the shark. 
So instead of seeing the shark, you would see the camera from the angle instead of the shark. So you'd see a camera swimming towards the legs instead of seeing the shark. So that created way more suspense. And then the, the, the notes, doona, doona, was the shark, right? And you think about it, with the constraints that they had, they actually made a better film, right? They actually made something that was way more suspenseful, way more groundbreaking than if they had have perhaps had the budget and had the money, right, to, to get going. So sometimes your constraints, your scarcity can actually be your advantage, right? So what, why I was, um, wanted to talk about that was because what we're able to do now with the magic funnel, right, if you, if you implement a magic funnel, right, and you're going to hear me talking a lot about these, right, because at the moment we've got people crushing it with these, and, but still lots of people are not taking action. And I don't know why, because if you're not taking action with the magic funnel, you're leaving so much on the table. And people say like, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It doesn't really apply. And the magic funnel can apply to everything you're doing. So no matter what type of business you're doing, you can input the magic funnel on the back end and it's going to increase your traffic, get you leads, get you sales on autopilot and reduce your, uh, uh, sorry, increase your return on investment. You know, your return on investment, if you're just running ads or you're just doing social media like grind on a daily basis, um, can be, you know, like you might get a one-to-one, two-to-one. But when you input the magic funnel, it then skyrockets it to five to ten-to-one, right? And not only that, it gets you like a ton of leads and obviously the money's in the list. Um, So, and the thing is as well is because um, we're tapping into Google and YouTube and YouTube are basically going to be giving you unlimited traffic on autopilot and the magic funnel polices that traffic and keeps it going to the top then that is how you can do that and if you're, you say you're a coach right you're a coach and you're doing some facebook ads right plug in the magic funnel on the back end of that coaching system so you've already got a coaching system you're already making money you plug that in on the back end suddenly you're now getting sales leads and book calls booked on autopilot from the magic funnel and you can plow that all back into ads so if you want to carry on running ads, you can do it that way, right? Or you can switch off the ads and let that just take care of it, right? When I was um, using the Magic Funnel for my coaching business, I actually had to um, switch. I I actually had to switch off ads. Um, well, I didn't actually run ads for very long, but I had to switch them off really fast. And I had to actually start charging for the calls, right? So people phoning me to book a call, we were charging. Um, we started off at $50 and I had to put it up to 100 and then I had to basically pre-qualify people going through. And the reason I had to do that is because you're building so much value in the magic funnel by serving and helping people that nobody else does that, right? So you're kind of getting that, you're getting those eyeballs on you and people are kind of wanting to work with you, right? And people jump hand over fist. I've actually had to switch my funnel off. My funnel for private consulting only gets switched on like once or twice a year. And when I switch it on, it literally fills up and then I switch it off. So most of the time you can't you can't hire me, right? I'm not saying that to brag, but that's because of the authority I've built on YouTube with the Magic Funnel. So if you have, if you're already a coach or consultant, then you plug in the Magic Funnel. If you're running affiliate marketing, then you just plug in the Magic Funnel on the back. You put you put in YouTube videos um, to um, into the Magic Funnel for the affiliate product you're promoting. So it doesn't matter what you're promoting, how you're promoting it. You just add the Magic Funnel, and it's going to skyrocket and add you sales and leads coming in. If you're doing local business, the same thing. If you're doing 
e-commerce we've been started teaching inside the gold membership the mifki now right so on how to create most incredible free gift ever which gets people to sign up for your um continuity program and then the magic funnel is just going to keep that being filled up right so you want to be thinking about applying a magic funnel and it's a simple case of applying 10 creating 10 valuable videos and inside the gold membership we obviously show you how to do that we show you how to obviously craft that um, upload the videos so they rank so that we've got them optimized but then once you've obviously done that you then plug that in on the back of any type of business that you're doing right and then it's autopilot right you literally all you have to do is just make sure that everything's working right and we obviously show you how to optimize that and what we've done recently is inside the um inside the gold membership and on the podcast we're going through this process as well um, we've got a full magic funnel deep dive. And if people like, because people cannot hire me, they cannot pay me $5,000 an hour, even though um, even though that's my fee now, right? I know that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But it is actually, when I that's what I have to charge because obviously I've, there's only one of me and I can only work with one or two people at any given time. Um, but And people are queuing up, right? So I've got people kind of in a queue for three or four months. Um, but when that happens, when I actually do switch that funnel on, right and people um will hire me but you don't have to do that right that's the great thing is that um we've got that now inside the gold membership and um in and we've got the full deep dive so everything that i go through with my clients um when i'm working as a consultant basically getting their magic funnels to work because that's what i do as a consultant now i just work on the magic funnel because it's the only thing that kind of skyrockets everything right but when I do that, that's the process, right? So you can just go in there and you can choose whatever part of the process you need to work on. For instance, if you're working on your landing page or your opt-in page or the, the videos, if you want to make better videos, it's all in there, right? The whole Magic Funnel Deep Dive is in there now, start to finish. I think we've got like seven steps and, and there's a few Q, uh, full Q&A we did at the end as well so that people, you know, if there was any questions you had when you go through it, it's all in there, right? So that whole process is now added into the Gold Membership as well. And we now offer this group coaching. We, we are um, going to be putting the price up at some point in the near future, but we're just offering it at 97 bucks a month. And obviously that all includes not only obviously the deep dive, but you get weekly and monthly group coaching with me and um, all the magic funnels, obviously templates and free software to build the first two funnels as well. Uh, all inside there, right? So, so that was what I, you know, recommend doing. If like, even if you're kind of on the fence about doing anything else, start building your magic funnel, right? And I would urge you to do that because if you've got a scarcity mindset, this is going to free you up so so much, right? So, yeah, that's it for this episode, guys. I'll catch you on the next episode. If you are tired of paying for ads that do not deliver and you need to reach a super targeted audience, driving them direct to your products and services with free targeted evergreen traffic on Google and YouTube, then our gold membership is designed specifically to help you get results fast by claiming your first free Google ads. Now, the great thing is, is that your first two weeks are completely free. To get started, head over to iservefirst.com. That's iservefirst.com. Links in the show notes. And you'll be able to start driving 100% free targeted traffic to your business today.